Samuel chapter number 15. 1 Samuel chapter number 15. I want to read a verse of scripture. Maybe two verses from that passage. And then I want you to also find the book of Joshua chapter number 6. Chapter number 7. I appreciate uh, getting to be here this morning. And those of you that want to stand for the reading of the word of God, you may. I appreciate the Lord working. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the Lord working uh, this uh, this meeting out like this. I was supposed to be tomorrow night and Tuesday night in Cleveland, Tennessee. The pastor called me and he said, Brother Buster, I've got everything all messed up. And I said, don't worry about it. I see one of two things. I see either God wants me to take a week off and rest, or I said, Brother Hawkins and the folk there, and I did not know Brother Kidd was coming next week. Uh, I didn't have any idea. And I see either, either God wants me to rest a week or there's something that God wants to do at Emmaus Baptist for a few days. And I said, the pastor will know. And I called Brother Hawkins and I told him. And I said, then he told me Brother Kidd was coming next week. Then I said, Brother Hawkins, let's don't, let's don't do it. I said, I'd rather not do that that close to Brother Kidd coming to be at meeting here. And uh, he said, Brother Seaton, I've already prayed about it since I talked to you. And he said, I feel like it's the will of God. So I'm just going to preach to you what God's put on my heart. And uh, coming coming up the road this morning, coming up the road this morning as I was traveling, God put this message upon my heart. Now, this is a message. I want you to hear it. It's a message that God put upon my heart. I don't think I've ever preached this message, but maybe one other time in all of my ministry in 25 years, anything even like this. So I trust you'll listen. I trust you'll listen and ask God to speak to your own heart. Now, the Bible said in 1 Samuel, Chapter number 15, verse 23. The Bible said, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now you can be seated. Every one of you can be seated right there. I want to read that again in your hearing. And what uh, it's, it's Samuel that's speaking here, and he's speaking to King Saul, it's in this chapter 15 that Saul was supposed to go and kill all the Amalekites and, and utterly destroy them. But he didn't do it. He disobeyed the word of the Lord and he was the king of Israel. But the Bible said in verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, I, get, I thought about that coming up the road. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Did you know, what if, what if we found out at Emmaus Baptist Church, what if we found out that one of the members of this local assembly was literally practicing witchcraft? What if we found out that somebody was involved in the occult and they were involved in Satanism and sorcery and, and voodoo and all of that stuff? What if we found out somebody in this church was practicing witchcraft. Now, I know what you'd do. I know what this church would do. You would come to your pastor, and you'd say, Pastor, we've got evidence. There's, there's a person in our church that's literally practicing witchcraft. And you would tell the pastor, I believe we need to bring them before the church. I believe we need to discipline them. I believe we need to perform church discipline against anybody in this church that's involved in Satanism. Now, that's what you'd say. And that's what I would say at my home church. And that's what the Bible teaches us. I could go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, when Paul said, Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. 
And then he said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 9, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And what he's saying there is you have to purge out the old leaven and get rid of that. Now, if, if we found out at Emmaus Baptist Church that somebody was practicing, practicing witchcraft, we would want the pastor to bring them before the church and perform church discipline, and I mean withdraw church fellowship from them. Now, every one of you would say amen. But now, the Bible said, the Bible said for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's what your Bible said. And I'm going to show you something else. If you'll take your Bible quickly, look in the book of Galatians chapter number 5. One of the works of the flesh. One of the works that your flesh as a saved person is that's you're capable of committing this sin. In verse number 17 of chapter 5, Paul said, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But notice what he said in verse number 19. <clears throat> now the works of the flesh are manifest, for they're made known, which are these. One of them is adultery. Your flesh is capable of committing adultery. Fornication. Your flesh, you young people, your flesh is capable of committing fornication. Uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Then notice the next word in verse 20, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Now that Bible says that you are capable of committing witchcraft. And it's simply talking about rebellion right there. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Coming up the road this morning, I mean, the Lord laid this upon my heart and this got heavy upon my soul and, and I don't know who it is that needs this, but somebody better be listening from the depths of your soul. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, I'm talking about rebellion against the Word of God, rebellion against God's will, Rebellion against God's message. Rebellion against God's messenger when he's preaching this book. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And that's a serious sin, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe we're taking what you say, well, preacher, I, I don't think rebellion's all that bad. Samuel told Saul, said, you have committed the sin, you committed witchcraft, and God is going to reject you from being the king of Israel. Now, I told you to take your Bible and come to the book of Joshua, chapter number 7. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to show you what happened here. You're very familiar with this passage of Scripture. But I want you to see the rebellion of one man by the name of Achan and what it did to the entire nation of Israel. Now, are you listening? Hey, young people, if you're rebellious against your mom and your dad and they're trying to lead you in the right way, you're committing the sin of witchcraft. As it were, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And if there's people in this church uh, that are in opposition to the man of God and he's standing in this book, I'm telling you on the authority of God's word, you're guilty. And, and you've committed a sin that is the, as of the sin of witchcraft. Amen. Now, are you still with me? 
All right. Now, if you said you now you agreed a while ago, if we found out somebody of this in this church was guilty of committing witchcraft and sorcery and voodooism and and, and so we, you say, well, preacher, we'd turn them out. We would turn them out. But what about people in the church that are living in open rebellion? Rebellion to God's word, rebellion to God's will, and God's man, and God's message. All right? Now, it's going to get quiet before we're through. I really feel like God settled this coming up the road in my heart, and I said, Lord, I have no earthly reason why you want me to preach this. I'd rather preach something else. But the Spirit of God said, you deal with rebellion as the sin of witchcraft. All right? Now, when I get to thinking about this, I look through the Bible, and there are several individuals that were guilty. We'll not take, I want to deal with Achan in just a few minutes. But as you read your Bible in Numbers chapter 16, there's a man by the name of Korah. And Korah was a man of renown among the nation of Israel. He gathered him 250 other men. And those 250 other men, along with Korah, they came to Moses and they said, Moses, you take too much authority upon you. And does God only speak by Moses? And they were upset in the way that Moses was leading them. And you know what happened? Moses got on his face before God and God told Moses what to say. And Moses said, he said, Korah, if you and your family die a natural death, then I am not the man of God that I say that I am. But if something strange happens and the earth opens up her mouth and swallows you alive down into the pit, then you'll know that I am the man of God that God sent. And you know what happened in Numbers chapter number 16? That, that Bible said the earth clave a slender. It swallowed Korah. It swallowed Korah's family and Korah's house. And everything that Korah had, it went down alive into the pit. Then the Bible said that fire came out from the Lord and slew all the 250 other rebellious men that lined up with Korah. I'm telling you, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I believe God hates rebellion, friend. I believe it ought to be, listen, it ought to be where we can get along and people just line up with the Word of God and say yes to God. But rebellion, hey, it costs Korah his life. It costs Korah his family's life. And all the other men that sided with Korah lost their life. I'm thinking about in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse number 19, there's a king by the name of Uzziah. Uzziah was a good king. I mean, he did a lot of good things. But you know what happened to him? The Bible said when his heart was lifted up. You know what? He went into the priest's office and he began to offer incense before God. And nobody was to do that but the high priest and the priest. And you know what they did? The priest came in there and they got a hold of Uzziah. He was the king and they brought him out. And you know what God did to Uzziah? God smote him with leprosy. I mean, man, he was the king of all Judah. And God smote him with leprosy. And he died as a leper, friend, because he rebelled against the word of the Lord. That's a serious thing when you go to rebelling against God. I don't think people take it like it ought to be taken. They take it lightly. And they think, well, that's just the man of God's opinion. It's not an opinion when it comes out of this book, friend. 
when it comes out of this black and white book right here, the pages of God's Word. It's not an opinion then, it's the Word of God. Korah found out, Uzziah as the king found out, and then I thought about in the book of Acts chapter number 5, that there's a husband and a wife, Ananias and Sapphira. You know, you understand that story. You remember that. They were selling, the, the people were everything they had. That They were bringing it before Simon Peter and those apostles. That, and they were laying it down and distribution was being made as there was a need. And Ananias came walking into the meeting. And Simon Peter said, Ananias, did you sell the land for so much? He said, yea, for so much. And Simon Peter said, Ananias, Satan has filled your heart to lie under the Holy Ghost. And Ananias fell down dead. Three hours later, Sapphire, his wife, came in. And Simon Peter said, did you sell the land for so much? She said, yea, for so much. And he said, Sapphire, the men that buried your husband, their feet are coming through the door. And down she went. She fell down dead. And you know why? They lied to the Holy Ghost about the offering that they promised God. And God killed them. I'm telling you, God killed Korah. God killed 250 men around Korah. And God smote Uzziah with leprosy. And Ananias and Sapphira fell over dead, friend, for lying to the Holy Ghost. I want us to look at a man by the name of Achan in the book of Joshua chapter number 7. Here's another man. I want you to see some things very quickly this morning. And we'll be through. And I'm telling you, somebody sure enough better be listening. Some mother, some dad, some teenager, I don't know, some Sunday school teacher, some choir member, somebody better really be listening. Because I feel like God said this morning, there's some rebellion. There's some rebellion. And it's as the sin. And, and I could preach this message anywhere in America. I know that it's so in every church. But God put it on my heart this morning. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, it's here in Joshua chapter number 7. You remember the story in chapter number 6. They crossed over Jordan. They come up to the city of Jericho, that walled city. And you remember how Joshua told the men, he said, we're going to walk around it one time every day, just one time for about six days. And on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. And then we're going to blow the ram's horns. And when you hear the ram's horns being blown, then everybody shout and the walls are going to come crashing down. And that's exactly what happened. And God gave them the victory. But if you'll notice in Joshua chapter number 6, uh, look at verse number 18. The Bible said, And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed when you take of the accursed thing uh, and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Now the people knew what they were supposed to do with the spoils that they collected. But now, you know what happened? There was one man by the name of Achan. And Achan, the Bible teaches us in chapter 7, that he committed a trespass and he took of the accursed thing. 
And the Bible said, that verse number 1, the Bible said the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel, the anger of the Lord. Because of one man's disobedience, the anger of God was kindled against the whole nation. Now, I mean, and here's what they're doing now in chapter 7. They're going to go up and take the little city of Ai. And Joshua sends out some spies and they came back and, and they said there's no need to make all the men go. Why, they're just but a few. And watch this. They never did pray. They never sought the face of God. They sent some 3,000 men up there in verse 4. And in verse 5, the men of Ai smote them about 36 men. 36 men died of Israel and they came running back. And I tell you, oh Joshua, the Bible said in verse 6, he rent his clothes and he fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord even until the evening tide he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads and Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we'd been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. I mean, man, he's in a predicament. They've lost 36 men in just a few minutes of battle. You know what God Almighty said in verse 10? And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Now, here's what God said to Joshua. Israel hath sinned. Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Look at verse 12. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed, Neither will I be with you anymore. Listen what God's saying. God's saying, Joshua, I will not be with you anymore. He said, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, God said to Joshua, there's no need in you going out to fight any more battles. That I am not going to be with you. I'll not help the armies of Israel. And I'll not bless until this accursed thing is dealt with. And you know what it was? It was rebellion. I'm telling you, Achan, Achan stole, that you can find it, he stole a goodly Babylonian garment he stole 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold and he hid it in his tent. You know what he did? He committed the sin of rebellion. God said all of that is to come into the Lord's treasury. You're not to take that to your house. And I'm telling you, Achan committed the sin of rebellion. Now, I want you to see some things right here and we'll be through real quick this morning. It won't be as long as you fall. There's the startling defeat. The startling defeat that they could not understand how the little city of Ai could destroy and kill 36 of the Israelites when they just got through shouting down the walls of Jericho. I tell you why. You know why. When they went up against Jericho, their hearts were right, their hearts were clean, there was no rebellion. But now, the reason for this startling defeat, there's rebellion in the camp. 
There's rebellion. You see the place of defeats, Ai. Little old small place. And then the presumption of leadership. Nobody bowed down to pray. Nobody sought God's face. They said there's no need to send all the men. We'll just send 3,000 and mop up this detail and we'll be back. And then you see the powerlessness of the army. They got up there. Hey, and one man by the name of Achan caused 36 men to lose their lives. 36 women were husbandless and there's children of the 36 men who don't have a daddy now because one man in the congregation got full of rebellion. I'm telling you, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Amen. And then you see the puzzle of defeat. I mean, in verse 6, 7, 8, 9, they could not understand. Joshua said, God, we'd been better off to stay on the other side of Jordan. What's going on? And God said, Joshua! God said, get up. Get up off your face. He said, it's not a time to pray now, son. It's not a time to pray. He said, I'm going to tell you, there's, there's sin in the camp. There is rebellion in this camp. And I'll not be with you until you judge the accursed thing. Now, you know what? That's pretty, that's pretty stout right there. Is there any rebellion in your heart? Is your heart right with God this morning as, well, as much as you know within yourself? I mean, can you say as far as I know, Brother Buster, I'm in line with the man of God and the message of God, and I'm in line with what God's trying to do in my life. Brother Buster, as far as I know, there's no open rebellion. Because if there's rebellion in your life, you're committing a sin as of the sin of witchcraft. I was thinking about a verse that just come to me. As a bird, Solomon said, that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. You know what happens when a mother bird wanders from her nest? Now what the, what the proverbial teaching is that when that mother bird leaves that nest, that she jeopardizes her youngins. That there's little bitty birds in there and some beast of prey could come. And the Bible said as a mother, as, as a bird that wandered from her nest, that so is a man that wandered from his place. See, when we get out of our place, when we get out of our place, we jeopardize our family, our children. I mean, we jeopardize our household. That's the reason I don't want any rebellion in my heart. I don't, any, I don't want any rebellion toward God's man and God's message and God's word and God's will. I don't want any rebellion. That's a sin of witchcraft. So here they are now, startling defeat. But you'll see something else in verse number 10 all the way down through verse 13. There's the surprising discovery. You know what they found out? They found out sin was in the camp of Israel. And we could, we, we could read down through verse 10. I read some of those verses that, and we read verse, verse number 11 and 12. But the verse 13, Joshua said, up and sanctify the people. God said to Joshua, up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. He said, there's an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel, and thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. He said, now you're going to have to sanctify yourself. He, he called for them to sanctify themselves. And he said, you're to do it. Notice what he said, that sanctify yourselves against 
tomorrow. Against tomorrow. He said, you've got all night. You're going to have to stand before God, he said, tomorrow. And you better sanctify yourself and get yourselves ready to stand before God. Hey, that's exactly what he's telling them. And then you'll notice they were to separate themselves in verse number 13. He said, before that, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. He said, you're to sanctify yourself and, and then separate yourself from anything that you know to be a curse in your life. Amen. I'm telling you, I, listen, I know pastors right now across America, their hearts are broken. Uh, I, I'm thinking about my own brother pastoring there in Knoxville, and, and he's having problems with deacons. Brother Phil Kidd, Dr. Phil Kidd said the word deacon came from the same Greek word as the word devil. Uh, and if you don't like that, take it up with Dr. Kidd. That's what he said. I didn't say it. I'm repeating what he said. Uh, and my brother's got opposition down there. Uh, and there's, uh, listen, men are r- railing against him uh, and saying, well, you're trying to do this. And you're trying, we've always done it like this. We've always done it like this. Uh, and, and, and I'm talking, I'm talking about there's rebellion there. Uh, hey, there's rebellion. And a lot of poor men of God, uh, when people ought to just say, Yes, that's the word of God. Yes, hey, Joshua said, "As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord." And you know, when Joshua said that, that's the same day he died. I never saw that till the other day. When Joshua said, "As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord," that same chapter is the chapter he died in, and he had enough confidence in the way that he raised his children. He said, "But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord." Any rebellion? Any rebellion? Huh? I believe I'm on target this morning. I don't believe God had put this on my heart uh, early this morning. I got up early, left Barb in the bed. Uh, I got up and went to the prayer closet and stayed a while uh, and then drove an hour and a half, almost two hours up here. Uh, and God said, preach! Or rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Of the startling defeat, the surprising discovery. They sinned. They, somebody's done something wrong. And then notice what you see here as we look at this very simply. They were to submit themselves. You say, what are you talking about? What do you mean they're to submit themselves? I'm going to tell you, they had a command. Listen, Joshua had a command from God. And Joshua stood before the people and gave that command unto the people. And they had to submit themselves to the power that was delegated that was through God's man. Are you hearing me? Joshua told him, he said, sanctify yourself and separate yourself from the accursed thing. And Joshua was God's man. And Joshua was the power that God was delegating his word through. Why is it people get mad at God's man for telling them the truth? You don't get mad at the newspaper boy when he brings you bad news that's in the newspaper. You don't run him down and knock him off his bicycle and and about half cuss him out because he brought you bad news. Why do you get mad at the man of God for telling you the truth? Tell you what you better do. You better appreciate somebody to tell you the truth. You better appreciate somebody to warn your children and try to keep them out of hell and keep them out of the world and try to help you and your family live for God and stay straight. Instead of railing, backbiting, fault-finding and criticizing and, and, and murmuring and all this to hell. Telling you rebellion. 
And I don't care who it's from. Now, you know, some preachers have to preach. When they preach, they look at the wall, and some of them look at the ceiling, and some of them shut their eyes. And I do sometimes that, and I have no problem looking at any of you eyeball to eyeball. Not a one in this building. I don't care who it comes from, from where it comes, from what family. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I'd be real hesitant about rebelling against the will of God. I'd be real hesitant about rebelling against the Word of God. That's right. I'm telling you, old Saul thought he was able to... He he called the shot to himself. He saved Amalek, and he saved the best of the sheep. And then he tried to tell Samuel. He said, oh, Samuel, it's the people's fault, and I only saved these for a sacrifice. And Samuel said, you've disobeyed God, and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, I wonder what I wonder who it is that this morning the Holy Ghost. Right now your hearts are pounding, your palms are sweating, and you're I'm going to tell you something, Brother Hawkins. I called him the other day. I told him I would have that, these couple of days off. He said, Brother Buster, I, I, he told me later, he said, I think you ought to come. I swear to God, I want you to come. And that's all he said. That's it. And what you're getting now is coming from the Lord. And I'm telling you, somebody's in a state of rebellion. God would not have put this on my heart. I'm, t- hey, I'm telling you now, you better see. See, they were to submit themselves. They were to submit themselves unto Joshua, and, and they were to do what Joshua said. Uh, he was the delegated power. He was God's man. I meet this crowd all the time. They say, well, I know just as much as God's man. And, and, and well, I, I'm not going to let anybody tell me how to dress and how to live. Well, if you know so much, why didn't God call you to preach? If you knew so much, why didn't God put you in here as the pastor? Hey, you need to submit yourself to the delegated power of God through God's man. Then they were to submit themselves to the punishment that was declared. You need to get this. Do you see what I'm saying? They had to submit themselves to the power that was delegated. That was through the man of God, Joshua. And here, now here, here's the punishment that was declared. Here you see God's mandate. God's mandate. Here's what they did. The Bible said in verse number 15, And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire. He that all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. That's what God said you to do, Joshua. Whoever it is that's guilty, you're to burn them with fire. So Joshua, verse 16, rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribe. And the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah. He took the family of the Zaranites. And he brought them. And then all the way down, all the way down to verse 19. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel. And make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. I'm going to tell you something, friend. God revealed to Joshua who it was. that. And Joshua said, you need to make a confession. You need to get it right. 
You know what he said? And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. Now what he should have done, he should have confessed this thing when he had those 24 hours to sanctify himself and to set himself apart. He should have run to Joshua and said, Joshua, I'm guilty. And God might not have had his family to be burnt with fire. But because he would not, he even rebelled against the judgment of God. God gave him 24 hours to get right. God gave him 24 hours to sanctify himself and to set himself apart. He knew that, but he held on. He thought, I'll sneak through this and nobody will find out. I'm going to say something. God knew who it was. I mean, right down by the families and the tribes and the families. And Achan said, all right, Joshua. He said, you better just go ahead and make a confession. Had it not done it. Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. Oh, friend. Now, here's what you've got to see. You know what the punishment was? The Bible said in verse 15, they shall be burnt with fire. The Bible said, it shall, and it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has. Not only Joshua, but Joshua's wife. Joshua's sons. Joshua's grandchildren. Every, I mean, excuse me, Achan. Achan's wife. Achan's children. Achan's grandchildren. Everything that was in Achan's family. Every bit of it. Even his beast was to be burnt with fire. Pretty high price to pay for a day, don't you think? Huh? I'd hate to think God's going to reach into my family and take my son out or my daughter out or take my wife out. You say, I don't believe God operates like that. I'm telling you, friend, there still is a sin unto death. There is when a, rebe- when a rebe- believer will harden his neck and, and, and stubborn his neck against God and will not yield and get right. Hey, there still is a sin unto death. Now, here they bring Joshua. Joshua, excuse me, here Joshua brings Achan's family. The Bible said in verse 24, the Bible said in Joshua and all Israel, with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his kids, and all that he had. And they brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones. Did you get that? All Israel stoned him with stones. And burned them with fire after they'd stoned them with stones. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about they had to submit to the punishment that was declared. That was God's mandate. And all Israel had to do it. Now, there could have been some of Achan's distant family. Uh, I mean, neighbors. Uh, I mean, friends. Uh, and they had to walk up. And there's Achan down in that pit. Uh, and there's his wife. And there's his children. Uh, and they had to submit to God's mandate. God's mandate was you're to pick up a stone. And you're to hurl it down at Achan. Everybody in Israel had to do it. Some of his own family members had to take God's side against Achan. Right, friend. Pretty stout, isn't it? And then God, then they burned them with fire. And the sad thing was, Achan had 24 hours to get right with God. Joshua said, you sanctify yourself tomorrow. Between now and tomorrow, we're going to come by by tribes and things. And he said, you've got 24 hours. 
They submitted to the power of God's man. They delegated authority. They submitted to the punishment that was declared God's mandate. Anybody else in here besides me see how quiet it's getting all the time? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Galatians 5 said your flesh is capable of committing witchcraft. Here's the sad declaration. Here's the sad death. I mean, it was a needless death. It was a needless punishment upon Achan. I mean, all Achan had to do was to confess during those 24 hours. I really believe if he had just got right with God, and I don't even know, his wife may not have known it. His children may not have known it. But I'm telling you, if it had only come to Joshua and confessed and said, it's me, Joshua, I've taken it. I disobeyed God. Please, for God, have mercy. But Achan wouldn't do that. Achan thought he could get back. You think you're going to get back? The value is as a sin of it. The sad, sad death. James 1.15 said, When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. When sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. I want to tell you something, friend. Rebellion. Rebellion will put you at a distance from God. Now, I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet. I got here this morning. I sat here through the Sunday school line. I sat here through the choir singing. And I sat, and I sat, I've been this church before. I've sat here before. And I've sat here when the Spirit of God blessed my soul. And then I sat here this morning and I was, and, and God was ringing that message through my mind. And I was watching people in the choir and I was looking at people and I was watching folks. I could come back to some of you and put my fingers on top of your head. You listen? I'm going to tell you what it will do to you to put you a distance from God. It'll begin, listen, it'll delay the work of God in your life. It'll discourage other saints and it can destroy even your life. Simply, that's it. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's what it said, did it? That's what we read. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness, and the Bible said is as a iniquity and idolatry. What's that? Now, I wonder, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? I've got a heavy, heavy burden in my heart. It got, I mean, it got heavy this morning when I was praying and heavy driving up the road. A heavy burden. And I won't head south. And I, say, I don't think we'll need any music at all. I think there's some people that ought to step out. It may be a husband and a wife. It may be a dad and a mom. It may be a daughter. It may be a son. It may be a deacon. It could be a trustee. It could be a, a Sunday school teacher, a choir member. I'm just telling you, God said to preach this morning on rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. You better look around at what's precious to you, friend. 
God's not playing games now. Is there rebellion in your heart? Is there any rebellion in your heart this morning toward the Word of God, the man of God, the teachings of God, what God's been trying to work in your heart? Are you here this morning? You've got your feelings missed and you're all upset and you're all up in the air and I'm telling you, it's just like there's rebellion in your heart. People are coming. There's others that ought to be stepping out right now. I'm telling you. Oh, it's stealing your joy. It's stealing your victory. It's putting you to distance from God. Bible said, be sure your sins will find the God. You do not deceive. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth that day, also is. And you go ahead. If you're guilty this morning and there's rebellion in your heart toward God and toward God's man and God's word, you go ahead. It'll bleed over into your family and you'll reap it one day in your own children. You better stay right with God, close to God, and line up with the Lord of God. You say, preacher, see, if I walk down that aisle, people are going to think this and that. What do you care what people think? I've been wanting to get right with God. One question. Every head bowed, every eye closed. One question. I'll be saying. How many of you can raise your hand with the testimony to God in the fear of God? In the fear of God this morning, said Brother Buster, as far as I know. As far as, and I'm not saying that you're perfect, I'm not saying that you're sinless. But preach, as far as I know, there's no open rebellion in my heart against God, God's man, God's word. Raise your hand of God. I appreciate some of you being, I appreciate your honesty, some of you not raising your hand. What was I going to do? You mean to tell me, you, you, you're honest enough to know that you got rebellion in your heart, you know things are not right, and you mean to tell, you know, you know enough about spiritual things, you mean to tell me you're going to walk out that door, and you know God has spoke this message, you know God has spoke to you this evening, and you're going to walk out that door just like you come in here. I'm going to tell you something in the fear of God Almighty. I'm telling you, I'm going to stand up here. Glory to God. Fear of God. You just think I happen to stumble into this morning. You've got everything all messed up. This has been ordained to God. There's others, there's some others that are moved. I'm telling you, in the fear of God this morning. You've heard me preach many, many times. You know I don't carry in an invitation. You, you've not even heard me preach like this many times. I don't even like to preach like this. But they were some of those people here that could not raise their hands. And you mean you're going to walk out like you can? I'll be good at that. I'd swallow my stinking pride. 
I'd swallow my pride, whatever you think. I'd plow up in this altar and say, God, you know it's not right between me and you. Lord, I need to get it right. I want to get it right. I want the joy back. I want that fellowship back. I want it back, Lord. Don't be looking around to see if it's somebody else. I'm talking to you. James said, Be you not here as the word only, but be you doers that word. I can't hardly believe that you're going to do what you're going to do. You're going to go ahead and be an Nathan, huh? You're going to stubborn, stubborn your neck against God and harden your neck against God? You're going to go ahead and say, no, I, I, I couldn't raise my hand, God. I couldn't raise my hand in all honesty, but I'm not going to get right. I'm not going to get in that altar. I'm not going to confess. So you're going to go ahead and be an Nathan, huh? What about your children? What about your wife? What about your home? What about your church? All it takes is for one Aiken to get crossways, man. I believe there's, a, there's others in this building that all the time. Just make it right this way. Well, you'd, you'd even be one. Well, some of you didn't raise your hand. Some of you'd be the ones that would vote for four people out of this church. You'd vote to, you'd vote to excommunicate them if, you found, if we found out they were guilty of witchcraft. Satanism. The all You'd be one of the first ones to stand up and say, Preacher, we're not having that in this church. That rebellion is like the sin of People are still praying. I'm not quitting till they first pray. I'm not here to hurt nobody. I'm here to try to help everybody, including myself. He that be in all fingers free, hardness is left, shall suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Some of you are traveling vain yourself. Another person came to pray. 
They're getting real close. I don't think it's about 30 minutes. It's 12 o'clock. I know. You know what God's saying? God's saying, you better separate yourself. You better sanctify yourself. You better 